We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is, this is, this is, this is. Heat, heat beat, heat beat, heat beat. With Giancarlo Navas and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today is our producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Woo! A sick, and uh, and I mean sick as in um, not sick like good, it's like sick as in, you know, mucus infested. He Twitter president, Alf. I'm playing hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt, dog. And special guest, the newest member of the Heat Media, and as Justice Winslow called him, the new guy from the Palm Beach Post, <laughs> Anthony Chang. Woo! You guys could also refer to me as a new guy. I'm, I'm cool with that. The new guy? Yeah, the new guy works. Have you seen the movie, The New Guy? Or... No, I, no, I have not. Has anybody seen it? I Am I alone? I've seen a new girl. I love New Girl. Bro, Alpha, have you seen New Guy? It's a terrible movie. Let's move on. Okay. It's, no, what? No, it's yes. not. Uh, don't stop. Okay, Let's we don't We don't have time. We have too many important things. I will deal with that take later. Uh, I guess we're going to get right into it because this Chris Boss thing has been not just a nightmare, but like a swirling nightmare. And swirling nightmares are always worse. Wait, wait, wait. I thought this was about bad this is about what? Shane Batty. Uh, I thought this podcast was about Batty Oki. We're talking oh, about Boss. Well, no, I, I actually, you know, it was supposed to be about Batty Oki, and Anthony uh, was going to come on breaking down Spo's singing, uh, but I don't know. Just, Chris Boss is that's, that, that's not what I'm doing? Oh, I did, Brian didn't tell you? Oh, God. Oh. Do you want to start with that? Were you at Batty Oki? Yeah, I was there last night. Did, uh, you, did you describe to us Spo's singing? Spo's singing was. Uh, it was interesting. I think the most interesting part is after he finished, he got his cell phone out and took a selfie with his wife and him, which I thought was uh, kind of out of character for him. Spoo takes selfies? He's a married That's man now. So yeah, maybe he's changed. But uh, yeah, it was uh, very interesting. Pat was there, and so was Andy Ellisberg. Bosch was supposed to be there, but obviously he was not. So he the pillar show. of evil was, I'm kidding. 
Yeah, pretty much. According pretty to Heat fans. Um, LeBron was there? No. Dude, you people want your crazy fan theories that LeBron is the, he's the pillar of all evil and this is all his fault. Fake. What? The virus. He's a virus. Four years ago, or six years ago, lied dormant and now reaping. And- yeah, you sound like you're the Terminator. I thought that's because he was sick. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Nor, you know, that, that's how he gets, you know, the president sounds like the Terminator when he gets sick. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so where okay. were we? Batioki, Spo, Pillar of Evil. Oh, Pillar of Evil. So we have these fans, and I guess, I guess let's start with how the media is divided, right? So uh, I don't really think it's a fan perception. I think it's so. Like some guys have their player sources, some guys have ownership sources, and we have all this conflicting—not conflicting, but sort of contrary reports, right? So one is pro Bosch, another is pro organization, and we have this thing. And I think as fans, uh, the fan base is not like stupid anymore, right? So like they're kind of woke to what's going on, right, Alf? Like we know. What, what's going yeah, we, on here? We kind of know who talks to who. I don't know who yeah. Anthony talks to yet. Anthony, who are you talking to? <laughs> uh, I'm, still de- I'm still developing that source, so give me, give me some time. Give me some time. Okay, well, we'll Jake, check in. Jankovic? We'll <laughs> <laughs> it was actually okay all right, but, you know. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Alf, who's that guy, Jankovic? Stefan Jankovic. Chang, do you know what that guy looks like? Because I don't. I did meet him once at some back-to-school event, and he was uh, very nice. That was the first, only time I've ever seen him. So if he was standing behind you at a Starbucks, uh, would you know it's him? Only because he's, like, seven feet tall. Okay, but what if what if he was your size and, like, it was with other Eastern Europeans? Would you be able to differentiate him? Probably not. Probably not. Because this is all these new guys. Like, there's so many people that I've never heard of. And, and yeah. Dion Waiters. Starters. Okay. The unstarters, excuse me. Okay, so back to Pillar of Evil stuff. No, honestly, Alpha, I want to have this conversation because so we have these conflicting kind of reports going on, and I think the fan base is kind of really, really sick of it. And I don't think people have talked about that a lot, I guess because they are the media, but it seems like it's annoying people at this point. It all came to a head today. It, you know, all the, all, I mean, all the different reports, all the different sides, it all kind of came to a head today where really none of, none of, it, none of it mattered. And I've been saying it for the longest, and I don't know if Anthony will agree with me. I, none of none of what Bosch is saying, what was what was or what wasn't coming from the Heat, none of that mattered because at, at the end of the day, it was going to be a doctor. Whatever the doctor said was is, is what was going to happen, and so it all came to a head today. A doctor, a doctor checked out Bosch, and he wasn't cleared. I mean, all this other stuff, this this Facebook Live. This whatever this thing he did with Maverick Carter, like none of that stuff matters if a doctor's not going to clear him. So, if, what's your take on everything that's going on? And I guess since you're closer to it, like you know, what's the latest? Like, what are you hearing? Well, I first of all, I agree with you, Alf. I think that all this stuff that's been going on for the past week or two is kind of just noise, and you know, obviously it's interesting because you kind of see where Chris Bosh is at and what he wants to do and kind of his relationship with the heat right now but in the end it's like you said it was going to come down to the doctors and really one group of doctors the heat doctors um they're the ones that were going to make the decision if they felt safe enough to clear him and i from what i've heard and from the things i've people have said the heat were expecting or ready to move forward and clear him this week you know if he passed the physical I know Barry reported that too, but it all seemed like that's what it was moving toward and that was becoming the expectation 
but obviously there was a, something they found in the in the physical, um, and they didn't feel safe enough to clear him, which was definitely the right decision uh, if they found a, another more clotting issues. Um, and then Bosch went to New York on Wednesday, tried to meet with league doctors. Um, they reportedly told him the same stuff. Um, and I, I think it kind of sends a message to Chris. I think one of the most important things is Chris now sees that maybe it's not in his best interest to come back or to kind of slow down a little bit and take his time and see maybe later on in the year or six months. I guess it's probably the quickest that he'll be able to come back. Um, you, if he can maybe make that attempt at a comeback again. Do you think that he's he'll ever look at it as the Heat weren't trying to block me from playing, but were more actually looking out for my best interests? Or do you think that relationship is that broken right now? I don't know. I think there's a lot of emotion in it. I mean, I think from an objective point of view, I think you could kind of see that. I think, to me, the Heat are doing it in his best interest. Um, because... This all this salary cap stuff, I never bought it. I mean, yeah, it would be. I'm sure that he would be nice for the Heat to get that money. I'm sure they want that, but it was going to be so difficult anyway. To kind of not only do you have to, you know, hit not clear him and not let him play for this season up until February, but then once you waive him, then the player association and the NBA has to agree on a doctor, and Bosch wasn't going to be okay with that. Um, so I do think that he were doing it out of his best interest because the salary cap stuff seemed like. It was, was going to be too tough to pull off. Now, I think eventually, maybe with time, he'll see that maybe they were doing his best interest. But I think it will take time for him to see that. I think right now, he's, he, I'm sure he's not uh, doing well right now with the, with the news that he found out this week. Um, so, But I, I think with time, he probably will. Now, clarify, to clarify, you said that this was both Heat doctors and independent league doctors? Or this is... Yeah, he went to New heat. York. He went to New okay. York yeah. to get assessed. Yeah, so that's where that came from. That some doctors, the yeah. NBA's doctors. So Riley paid off the league doctors as well. No, LeBron. LeBron, get it right. Oh, LeBron. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All Come right. on, uh, and Maverick Carter. Okay. I mean, right. LeBron's not going himself. He sends Mav. All right. Or uh, what's his face? Damon. Damon Jones. He probably sent Damon Jones. <laughs> is, Damon is Jones Trump carries Damon the bag. Damon Jones. Damon Jones. He Damon Jones. <laughs> yeah, he carries his ba- the bag full of money. That's the what he does. Bag, has to be a duffel bag, right? A duffel bag. Yeah. Nike or LeBron's logo. Uh, Nike. Nike. No, Got to keep it low key. Got to slam. It's probably an Adidas bag, just so you know people don't oh, recognize. Nobody would suspect that. Exactly. <laughs> LeBron we, is a mastermind, man. <laughs> he's so methodical. He's, cal- he's calculated. Remember, do we are we buying? Uh, and this was something that I was I've been thinking about all day. Are we buying that the Heat were going to clear him today if nothing went wrong with the physical? That this was going to be over, right? Because I think through Barry's report and what Barry was saying, there was an impression given that obviously by the Heat uh, that they were going to clear him and it was all going to be good after. And and I kind of didn't think that that was so right. Like I just thought that was kind of spin. What could they have done? That's the thing I never understood. What would he going to do if he's cleared, if he passes a physical and he's cleared yeah. by basketball by doctors, like, what do you think? They were just going like, to lock the locker room and not let him in. Like no, I never understood. That it, apparently they felt that he was going to be cleared. Yeah. Course, that's, and, yeah and, which, and, and they can say that all they want, whether they felt it or not, because it didn't matter. Buying but here, here's the thing: it doesn't matter. I can say, like you know, I can say, Johnny, if you win, if you win the, if you win the lottery tomorrow, I won't ask you for any money. I can say that all day long because most likely you're not going to win the lottery, right? 
It's the same thing. They just did. They if, whether they expected him to pass or not didn't matter because if he it's a commentary on the PR spin going on, like that that's what's going it's on. It's been nothing but spin. It's all nonsense. From both sides, by the way, it's not. Yes, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it, it was all going to come down to the physical. It's like you said, if he passed the physical, and he thought he was going to pass the physical, which led I think the Heat to believe that he was going to pass the physical. He would have been playing this season, but he didn't. And he's not, I mean, obviously he's not going to play and it didn't clear him. And that's what it came down to in the end. Everything else, all the other stuff, like Alpha was saying, is just noise and PR spin. And it led to this. Is it true that his, the second part of that documentary was supposed to come out today and it hasn't? That's what I heard. But talking to the people at Uninterrupted, they kept telling me they didn't have a confirmed release date on, ah, on, the, on the second part. But, I had heard it was going to be today, and they told me originally every two to three days a new episode was going to come out. But you wonder—I mean, obviously I don't know it's for sure—but you wonder if what you know what's going on right now led them to kind of delay it, maybe or what? Doesn't probably that probably they're, they're rewrites right now, rewriting ending. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, that kind of behavior suggest that Bosch really thought that this was going to all work, like that he genuinely believed, or he was, was talking to believing it? Huh? He was talked into. Okay, let's do that because I feel like that's a more interesting show. Do you really feel like he was talked into this? I do. I don't. I mean, well, that's that's one an impression I got when I was on the other day with Ethan. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. I was on there with uh, Ethan and Riz, and one of the things Ethan was saying that is he felt that it was from people around Bosch that were pushing him to come back more so than it was from Bosch himself. Not saying that Bosch would come back. But but the pushing the the kind of the passive aggressive statements and things of that nature, it felt like it was coming from people around Bosch. So I do think there was an influence around Bosch and the every Instagram picture and Snapchat and all that stuff that you kids love nowadays. Like they all had LeBron and Maverick Carter in them and Dwayne the Wade. Mav and, thing, the Mav Carter thing is weird, but I just don't I don't see what LeBron benefits from pushing Bosch to play. The destruction of the heat, Gianni. You believe <laughs> the destruction did. of Riley. Man, people believe that? Dude, he's it, it's, he, it's it, he's venomous, man. But can no. I ask you, okay, and Anthony, I want to open this question up to you too. What yeah. could have made him feel this way? Either we're missing information or LeBron is pure evil. And don't don't say what you want to say, Al. He's not pure evil. Pure evil. Go ahead, Al. Freak out. Um, I mean, I, I think Bosch. I think Bosch was was led to believe that he was gonna play just based on, like you said, the people around him. But I think the interesting thing is speaking to like Dwayne at the bike event last weekend, speaking to Battier yesterday at Battioki. They that's a great. Both story. of them. Both both of them said. First and foremost, they're interested in his health. And for him to take care of his health first. And then if he plays basketball, I think Badier said, if he plays basketball, that's just a bonus right now. So it's interesting because a lot of, like, the people, those two guys are close to him, obviously. And they kind of echo the same message that they want him to get healthy first and worry about that. And then basketball would come second. But Bosch seems really, you know, he seemed really adamant about returning. And he thought he was ready. So it's, you have to wonder where he got that from. I, you know, I'm not sure. We can, that's, all, that's all speculation, but um, 
he got a, you know he he got that feeling from somewhere. But and while everything that you say makes sense, that you know, and, and to be honest, I think we were all we were all kind of surprised. I think that how badly he wanted to get back on the court, considering all we knew about him, that he was kind of uniquely equipped to handle life after retirement. But just to say LeBron did that with mal intentions, like nefariously. I just don't see what he gains because he already won. Like he's won. Like there's nothing that yeah. that the Heat can do that can further him. Like he won. That's it. Well, yeah. no, I, 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 go ahead. No, no, Anthony, I you go. Okay. Go ahead. I, said, I, I don't. I don't really buy the LeBron angle that much. I know it's kind of like popular. Coincidence, obviously, that it was an uninterrupted, which is one of LeBron's platforms. It was the Matt Carter. And I'm sure, you know, obviously I even saw that and I was like, whoa, that's kind of interesting. But I just, like you said, you said, I don't know, you know, obviously LeBron and the Heat didn't end in the best fashion, but I, I don't think he's necessarily trying to, you know, do, do harm to the Heat right in this, in this, you know, with this at least. I think that Bosch probably saw, you know, he's connected to LeBron, obviously. He knows about LeBron's platform and he, he used it because he's, you know, he's familiar with LeBron. He has a relationship with him, and they probably just work together on it. But I don't think it's out of it's malicious out of LeBron's out of LeBron. I, I think it's more of the, the distrust that probably LeBron has for Riley in the Heat at this point, and then it built with Dwayne. And then, the, you know, maybe LeBron in his, in his ear saying, hey, they're trying to stop you from playing basketball. Do you really trust them? Do you trust their doctors? And, you know, honestly, and this is all speculation, of course, because I don't really know crap. Um, but I would just I would I, that's where I, I don't think it's like just just some evil master plan. I really just think it's somebody's boy in his ear saying, yo, they're trying you. You know, you, you got to fight them on this. And when there really was no fight really to be but had. Is that so bad? Like, let's yeah, say LeBron, Yes, it is bad. Well, no, when there let's was, say LeBron has reason to distrust the heat. Let's say because I, I just. What, there wasn't what, a, what, was, what was the fight to be had? There wasn't know, a fight. It, it, you would admit that at times it looked bad. And not, I'm not saying that the heat were nefarious about this because I don't think that. I'm just saying that maybe from other angles outside of the insulated community of South Florida. It does look kind of bad knowing Riley. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I don't. You don't, don't think it looks bad? There. I don't. Because I don't. Well, I don't think what, that they were nefarious. I don't think that they tried to do anything. I just understand that it looks bad. They could have brought him back when they really needed him in playoffs. I know. And they, and they said no. We don't. Like, I'm not we were, talking about what's so. I'm talking about perception in the public. Oh well, pe- people are talking. idiots, man. Yep, we have an know? election right now that shows you that. I know. Like, you can't. Who cares about public perception? Which that's what that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, all that's this what, is. This is all I, this is. That's what I'm saying. Going back to the beginning, it's all a bunch of spin PR nonsense. None of it really mattered. It was all about a doctor, and the fact that if that was LeBron or anybody, his wife or whoever, his boys, anybody is here telling him that the Heat were you know out to get him. When it was really just cut and dry doctors' opinions, you know, I do think that's you know that is a little bit you know suspect. If his friends and if LeBron and then people around him were actually turning him against the franchise when there really, like I said, when there was no fight to be had. But I do want to ask Anthony this: um, I completely lost my train of thought now. Yeah. 
Well, it's the, the meds. Ever, ever the professional. It's the meds, man. Ever the professional. I have no, a question you, for Anthony. While, while you think, while you think oh. of that, I want to ask. Take... Huh? You can no, go ahead. Okay, Anthony. Um, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? How it it looks bad in public? Just the perception of it from the Heat's perspective. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously it does, and I, I think Bosch is playing into. No, that. you lost your chance. He gave well, a thumbs up. No, Alf gave. Actually, you know what? Alf's probably questions better than mine. You go. Yeah. Go ahead. My question sucks. No, I, I want to know if Anthony was hearing the same things as some of the other reporters that Bosch has done, and that he's not going to fight it. That's such a better question. I, well, the fact that the MB, he went to the NBA doctors and they told him the same thing seems like with, that the Heat did. I think that, like you said, I think that kind of sends a message that he's more accepting now that he can't play. But, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's decided, you know, today that he's not going he's to retire. I think it's going to take time if he does decide that. Um, I think he'll probably, like, you know, think about it, consult with other doctors to see what the best route to take is over the next few months, few weeks, um, and see. I mean, yeah, now it obviously seems a lot less likely that the Heat would, or any NBA team would clear him um, after another setback. Um, so, you know, in the end, it could lead to retirement, but I don't think he's made that decision yet. It just, it just, just the series of events and the way everything's playing out, I think it just makes sense that it would lead to saying, well, maybe his career is over. But again, I think over time, maybe uh, he'll make that decision. Will the Cavs sign him and play him later in the game for 25 games just to torpedo the Heat salary cap? <laughs> that, that, that would be awesome. They didn't do that. I kind of <laughs> want them to do that just so that, like, Twitter will burn. We, we will take a caravan up to Cleveland and set that place on fire. Led by Heat Twitter president. No, that's, that's state-sponsored terrorism. Yeah. No, by the did you just literally? I said you. No, hold on. If, I I accuse you of state sponsoring terrorism, and you're responsible. For, yeah. <laughs> no, because if you start setting things on fire in Cleveland, nobody will even notice. God, Alf, what the hell, man? That's what I mean, it's Detroit. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. All right? I didn't say that either. I said it about after, Detroit. After that place is. Have you ever been to Cleveland? Who me? No. Yeah, you no. Know, well, Alf. They would all. They won't allow me in Cleveland. <laughs> I, I stay out of. I stay out of flyover state, sir. <laughs> what you mean, man? Um, <laughs> I'm coastal. You coastal? Uh, Louis is Louisiana coastal? Were you in the coast? Coastish? It's it's on the coast of the Gulf of Mexico, I think. That's that's right? crap coast. I was by Louisiana, the the Mississippi River. That sounds awful. I think, that, thing that, is, sounds, that sounds racist over there. That, that, oh my god! I can't tell you stories. That's a whole other podcast. Jeez, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Brian's like done, dude. Okay, we'll go back to Chris Bosh talk. The, uh, what about what about training camp? Like training camp opens on Monday. Like we excited about? No, it's nothing to be excited about. There's a lot to be excited about. Technically, well, opens on Tuesday. Monday is media. Uh, Monday is media day. Anthony, besides Bosch, what are, what are the storylines going into training camp? Like, what are no, no, people that's, focused that's on? That's an awful question. That's an awful no, it isn't. What are the storylines? What are we? That's not our show. No. Anthony, Deion Waiters. No, Deion I, Waiters. I, have, I have a question. 
Al fell over. Yeah, I don't think Winslow can play the four because he can't shoot. And I feel like Winslow at the four is going to be a disaster on offense, like a calamity on offense. And they disagree. With me. They disagree with me. I, I mean, the thing is, who who can shoot at the four? You're going to put McRoberts? Babbitt. He, I, I'm not even joking. Babbitt? I'm not even joking. I mean, yeah, but then, I mean, no, no, I mean, defense is going to be suspect and obviously rebounding too, but you could I don't know. I just don't know. The options aren't, they, you don't have that many options, to be honest. Winslow, and then the thing about Winslow that I think works is because it opens up the three for one of the other guys. You know how we have, the Heat have so many shooting guards, like Josh or Wayne Ellington can play the three, which lets them get on the court. And justice will slide over to the four. I think. I think that you obviously want to play your best players the most, and that's a way to get the most talent out there at once. I just feel like if you put ju- if you put justice at the four, you kind of are forced to run Hassan pick and roll every time because if you don't, you leave two non shooters out there that people can. And I guess Hassan has more of a touch, right? So maybe he'll help out a little bit on that case. But I just think that the lack of spacing with that lineup is going to. So- Wait, so you would just never play Hassan and Winslow together? Because it seems like all you want is Hassan and four shooters. No, that, that's I, I wouldn't do it for long periods of time. Like I think people think that Winslow at the four is going to be a thing that we go to a lot, that they go to a lot. But I just don't, I don't see where they're going to produce points, especially if, especially if Hassan's not in the game. Like if Hassan's yeah. not in the game, like. I don't know what they're going to do. It might be one of those classic Spo puts out Udonis to buy three minutes of them not scoring. Oh, uh, like Willie Reed doesn't exist? Like, the you know, starters doesn't exist? <laughs> I mean... I mean, we know Spolster. They're not going to... I mean, D-Wade jacking up those long twos is one thing. You think Spolster's going to stand for Deion Waiters going isolation? Like, that's not how they That's not how they run things. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, this team's not going to score a lot anyway. It's going to be a defensive team. Like, this, no, I, I know... Obviously, you want, you want to get the lineup up they're going to score the most in offensive lineup, but this, this team is going to be built around... Defense, you guys know that, but so I, I think having Justice out there and I disagree with you. You think they're going to be an offensive team? I think they're going to have to because your best players are offensive players. Your two best players are offensive players, Gordon and, and, and Hassan. They're be- they're better at offense than they are at defense. I mean, maybe they score a lot of points or more points because they're going to play up tempo, but I, I just don't see them I mean, being. I, think, you know, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to be any sort of potent offense, but I think their focus is going to be run up and down the floor, spread the court, drag it. Go, how do I say his name? Because apparently I say it wrong all the time. Brian, somebody? Dragic. I say Dragic, and apparently that's wrong. Dragic. Dragic. I'm Dragic. not sure. Screw it. It's going to be a, lot, a heavy dose of Goran pick and rolls. Uh, so I, I don't know. If, 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 if they're going to be a defensive team, what are you doing with your best player? being an okay defender and mainly an offense. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Well, I think the, the hope is that Hassan, you know, you have Hassan's protection at the rim. You're going to have uh, athletic guards in there. And Goran's not, he's not a bad he's a, defender. He's, 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 yeah, he's, he's okay. He's an okay defender, I think. He improves a lot last year. Goran was really good defensively last year. Yeah. I'm going to go really good Okay. I saw. I thought he was really good, but I, was really good last year defensively. I mean, you got buried him, but he was. He's a walk in. He's still in the walking boot. He was probably the second or third best defender on the team after Justice or and and Dang. 
What? McRoberts? He played like four games. Small sample size. <laughs> Super small sample size. Well, I need the to pull fourth up the best defender on the team. You in this love affair with McRoberts? I, I think he's creepy. good. I, but I think he's good. Yeah, it's, it's creepy. Is it creepy? Yeah. I think yeah. Is it creepy? Brian, put it on the poll. Is it creepy? Okay. <laughs> yes or no? I, I I will say I think that if if Justice does pick a small forward, I I really think McRoberts will start at the four. Thank you. So I, I think I mean I'm I'm not saying that's good or bad, but I'm just saying I think out of all the options, I I, I would think that he would start Josh McRoberts to start the season at least and see how that goes. I think you're, you're I think you're talking about either Josh or Derek Williams at the four, starting yeah. another one as a backup, and then James Johnson floating between the three and the four. I think Spo has no yeah. idea today what the hell he's going to do. I think it's all going to be determined in preseason. Really? Yeah, I, 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 I just think there's so many. Everybody, like, for example, you have like guys with such different skill sets behind each other. You know what I mean? Like, your options are Justice at the four or McRoberts at the four, and that's like two completely different worlds. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much variety in what he can do. See, I don't. I really, I know the the Justice at the four idea was got floated pretty heavily today. I see them going to it like with a three guard lineup, maybe or something like that. Like I don't, I, I don't, I don't see that as a starting lineup. I like, I really think you're gonna like Anthony's saying you're gonna see McBob or you're gonna see Derek Williams starting at the four with Justice at the three. I mean, we we ended the year last year with Riley saying it's time for Justice to start at the three. That'd be really mm-hmm. weird. Like he comes out as a six foot six power forward, uh, game one. I mean. I think the ability of him is that he can switch on to power forwards and defend them well. He doesn't have to. I just think over elongated periods of time, bigger guys might wear him down. I think that he can yeah. switch off to them occasionally, but I just think guard. Yeah, I think, think it's a waste of his athleticism because a lot of the most potent scorers in the league are at the three position. Yeah. You know, absolutely. when you're when you're going up against other, you know, uh, the other team's best player, a lot of times, it's Paul George, DeMar DeRozan. You know, I mean, Justice at the yeah, just at the four takes him out of that equation a little bit. So I, I see it happening in small spurts, but I don't see him as a starting four. I don't see I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I also don't think that Spolster's going into this without a plan. I mean, from I, I know he's flexible. Um, and he has become more flexible as the years have gone on. But he also seems like somebody who is pretty. Uh, who goes into things with a pretty well-thought-out plan. I think he already has that in mind. I think the only thing that threw him off was that Deion Waiter signing. I think that just... Uh, that guy's going to start. I think he just he he probably th- threw away the whole playbook. That, that, guy's, that guy's starting, man. Yeah. I, I think I think I agree with Al that he, uh, Spolster definitely has a plan, I think. But the, the interesting thing is that there's, there's so many guys on the team that can play multiple positions that... It really is going to be a lot of experimenting in, in, in the preseason, and even at the start of the season. I mean, you have, you have Tyler who can play the one or the two, and I think yeah. he's going to play a lot of point guard this season. Um, you have Josh Grayson who can play shooting guard, small forward. You have Wade Ellington who could guys can play small forward. You have um, James Johnson who can play the four or three. You have Justice who can play both ways. Luke Babbitt. I mean, there's a lot of guys that you could plug in different spots. So it's going to be interesting and to see the rotation. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be, yeah, Spolstra likes that. I'm sure. It might be his favorite roster to coach. <laughs> <laughs> the 
<laughs> I think gonna he's going to love coaching this team. This is going to be yeah. like his favorite year. He's going to be happy. He's going to be smiling. He's gonna I mean, be everybody selfies. has to listen to him. There's no, there, there's, <laughs> there. like, there's no, there's no. no Udonis, is, Udonis doesn't have to listen to him if he doesn't. Oh, play. I mean, but you you know, Udonis is barely going to play. Well, but like, to Hassan might not listen to him, but then Udio kick his butt. Hassan is, dude. Can we? Okay, I lo- I'm, glad, I'm glad that you brought that up. Hassan is like the most coachable guy in the league, man. He does. He fixes everything Spo gets mad at him about. Yeah, but do you hear the stories about him in the locker room pouting, upset? Whatever, man, but even he does were, what he's heard, asked. Even when they were winning, he was upset about, you know. So I don't worry about that as much. I mean, that's the funny thing. We thought uh, we yeah. thought Snapchat was going to be the big distraction. It ended up being Bosh, Bloodclot, so. And, and Dwayne. And Dwayne. Like, so Hassan has gone, like, way down on the list as far as distractions go. You think Hassan's happy that they left because he's, like, more glory for me? I don't think I don't even think Hassan has even realized. You think Hassan knows all this is happening? He walks into training camp like, "Yo, where's Dwayne? (laughs) Why is Chris here? Wait, Benno, Benno, you're back. Where's Lua? (laughs) Anthony, who do you think they keep? Briante or Babbitt? Briante. Say Babbitt, and I will find you and fight you. I think. I think. I mean, if I were them, I would keep. Briante, but I do think they're going to keep Babbitt just because of the guarantee. They're going to get rid of that European guy. Yeah. What's that? The European well, Djokovic. They're definitely going to get rid of Djankovic for sure. Uh, but did you say Djokovic Briante, like the tennis player? He did say Djokovic. I, I had a collection of Serbian tennis players that I was going to say, but I went for Djokovic. Djankovic, yes. Djankovic, Stefan. No, I, I, I think Briante is a borderline Stefan. guy. The other guys are not, won't be, will be cut. Most definitely, but Briante is kind of the odd man out after the after the the Udri signing. But so he we'll see. Does I, I think that's so much. If, in- if you want to go back to uh, the storylines of training camp, like you asked, no, that would be interesting. no. <laughs> Dude, Briante was like Michael Jordan of summer league, man. Did you see him? That man balled yeah. out. They're gonna cut him after that, and he can defend too. He's talking about defense. He can he can he can be up. That guy's gonna go to like, I don't know, the Spurs become Wes Welker. I swear. Like he's yeah, good. they wave him. If they if they cut him, somebody else is gonna pick him up for sure. They won't be able to stash him again in the in the deal. No, he's good. I'll be really pissed off when we keep Luke back. I want Luke. Really, that could be fun. But is that the is that the point as far as because we know Magruder, we know all these guys are going to is the D League. Huh? Why why isn't he cut? Why are we cutting Briante over Gruber? What's his name? No, he's not going to stay on the. He's not going to be on the fifteen man roster. Uh, Okaro White, whatever this new guy Benson. Um, Benson. Yeah, he's not going to be on the fifteen man roster. No. So the really the only question is Babbitt or um, Briante. Yeah, or I mean, you could say uh, Woodley too, I guess, but I, I don't think they're going to let him go. No, they they didn't bring Briante Woodley back. But, but I mean, yeah, they cut the game is money, you know. Tyler. I'd rather have Briante over Tyler. Anthony, you have to understand. What do you what do you have what do you have what do you have he, against Tyler? It's a ridiculous contract. Why would you give him that money? Like I like Tyler Johnson. Like I think Tyler Johnson's fun. I think he's pretty good. That's a lot of money in those third and fourth years that if you can't get rid of, it's the McRoberts contract. I don't disagree with you, but it was it's not his fault. It's not. Yeah, as, he was surprised it's himself. Not, he was right, surprised he got that fault. money too. It's Riley's fault. 
that was a that, I swear if you ask him again today and get him in a room and say, "Hey Riley, do you regret the Tyler Johnson signing?" Do you think he says yes cuz I do? Uh Give it a season. Let's see. No, it it's not give it a season. It's give it two seasons when he's stuck with that money. I mean, you never know. I mean, the salary cap could jump to another 10. It doesn't matter. You're paying him so much money to be Tyler Johnson. He's not going to start. Just, and he probably won't start in those years either because he's Tyler yeah. Johnson. Anthony. I was honest. Go ahead. Gianni thinks if you think it's white privilege that T- Tyler Johnson got that contract. I think he really Tyler did. No, you do. Don't lie. Don't lie and sugarcoat it. You think that it's white privilege that TJ got that contract. A little Go. bit. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. And I think he's a Go fan ahead. favorite because he has light skin. Yes, I do. Even though he's half black. I do. I think that's why people like him so much. Hot take. That's right. Birdman, too. Except Birdman was actually Birdman. like him. Burn. Think, think if Birdman was black with all those tattoos and that mean mug and talk about hunting, you think everybody would be like, oh, he's so adorable? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> he's terrified of him. They, they Anthony, did you have interactions with Bird? No, I didn't. I missed out. But I've heard from Jason the stories. I think Izzy told the great story that Birdman pulled the knife on him in the locker room. That's terrifying. If Birdman was black, you think that would go over so nicely? Not with Izzy. Izzy's cool, but... God. But now he's a Cavalier, so you guys don't like him anymore. I like him. I like LeBron. I'm the only one here that likes LeBron. I love LeBron. LeBron's one of my favorite players. I cheer for him every time he comes. I think he's awesome. I want him to win because he's awesome. He's cool. I think he's funny. I love LeBron. I think I don't think he's a dirtbag, so <laughs> <laughs> I think Tyler Johnson's a Tyler Johnson's agent's a dirtbag. And a oh my and a thief. No, you you just need to blame the Nets. If you're gonna blame anybody, blame it, the Nets. Dude, the Nets. What was the last competent contract the Nets gave out? Offered? Answer that question because it's none. You know, the more I think about it, you might be right. That might have been a bad contract. Oh, you think? Listen, if you're following what the Nets are doing, it's a bad contract. Maybe Jason did. If we're gonna lose Weber over it, that piss me off. Think about that. Look, we have Briante for cheap. They're now probably gonna lose Briante over it. Yeah. No, it's it's just it's awful. And by the way, the Nets is still not recovered from that awful trade for Garnett, who's about to retire, and Paul Pierce. If we lose Bosch, who the hell are we signing? We're gonna have like what a half of half a salary cap's worth of salary available next year. Like, do you think? Hold on, wait. Ooh, it's I like time for a mailbag. No, I don't want to. I have a question. No, I have a legitimate question. Uh, Anthony, do you think Riley's like Heat slash Riley stock has been hurt by free agents? Is particularly veterans, not not maybe young guys, but some veteran players. Like you think they're gonna Riley's gonna talk to them or, or the org, and they're gonna kind of think what they're saying. Uh, I mean, I think it's hard not to think that it's been hurt just because of who the relationships that he's that that is, that's impacted with Dwayne. Chris and LeBron, just those three guys are so connected with everyone else in the league, and they have so many, they have so much cachet, especially LeBron and Dwayne. And you know, with that, with their relationships ending, relationships ending the way they did, I'm sure they talked to other players. Um, and you want, I mean, you you kind of wonder too, like what the guys on this team think. I mean, Justice, the young guys who are so impressionable, who are influenced you know, they, by Dwayne a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, they, I'm sure they looked up to Dwayne and. Um, they they grew close in, in the year they played against each other, played with each other. I, I, you wonder what they think about all of it, which is interesting. 
Um, but, you know, let's say Riley signs every big free agent in two years, it's going to be, everyone will forget about it. Like the big free agent who? Like it's Curry, Durant, Griffin, Chris Paul, and yeah. Gordon Hayward. Like, did, did like the Heat just go through all of this for Gordon Hayward? You know what I mean? Like, that's the big prize or Paul Millsap? Yeah, I mean, there's honest, there's not much left. You're right. I mean, they'd have to. And the chances that those top two guys move is probably unlikely, or maybe Durant. Yeah, but I, yeah, no, you know, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think there's really the hope of getting a big Frazier next year. I, I just don't know who it would be. It, it would have to be. They'd have to pull up a trade if Russell decides he doesn't want to be in Oklahoma City for the end of the year or in the off season or something like that. Or they have to wait till the next free agent class because I, you're right. I mean, this this class isn't that great, and I don't think those top two guys are going to leave their teams. I mean, I, like I said, the best things that'll probably, I mean, and Chris Paul's going to be, how old is he going to be by that, by that time? And a guy who's been hurt a lot, um, you're pretty much looking at Gordon Hayward and Paul Millsap and a potential D Wade return. Uh, that's pretty much what you got. Nerlens Noel, like it's just a bunch of B list guys after, after the top three. Uh, Anthony, I know you have to go. You've been very gracious with your time. Thank you for your maiden voyage. We will have you on again on the program if you so wish. It was very fun. Of course. Of course. Thank you guys for having me, and uh, I look forward to tweeting with you guys in the future. You're already better than Jason. I'll make sure to tell him. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. Take care, man. Thanks for coming See on. See you. All right, Brian. It's time for the mailbag. All right. I don't even know what questions we have. You're going to have to Welcome read to a new segment we like to call... The Heat Beat Mailbag. You've sent us your questions and hot takes using the hashtag MHB Mailbag. Now it's our turn to give you our answers and tell you how wrong your opinions are. I just think of late dancing and I, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> Last time we did the show. Alright, so this one comes from 23 underscore MGS. He says, How long do each of you envision Pat Riley remaining on this current position That's as a great team question. president? And who will eventually fill his role? Spo. Alfie had a take. Oh, you're done? Yeah. Well, how long? Yeah. He said Spo, but how long? Oh my god, how long? Man, I, I can't imagine. Like the thing with him is that like I I think they'll probably strike out next year. Um like he will not want to finish on the bottom. Like that's not who he is. Like if maybe he'll finish, like if they're like five hundred first round exit, you know, to like I don't know, the Pacers or something, maybe. But maybe two years, um, if it's not looking like it's going to get better, and if the franchise is not in utter disarray, I think maybe two years. Yeah, no? I see a maximum of two years, and then uh, Spo taking on a really large role where, you know, not necessarily president coach, but where he is, he's the lead man on these free agent meetings. Because if you, you uh, when you listen to some of the reports, Spo is really impressive in some of these free agent meetings. And I think um, nowadays a lot of players are more into analytics and more into wanting to know how this coach, this system, this team is going to make them a better player. And I feel like Spo going forward, if as for the future of the Miami Heat, he is going to be the one to present that idea to, to players in, in sitting down in a meeting. I think after Justice and Jay Rich, he's their biggest asset, Spo. Yes, and Hassan. I think he's a bigger asset than Hassan. I think he'll tell. 
That's a piping I, hot take right there, a, sir. But I, I believe that because I do think he's going to be involved in roster construction, and I think a general manager in basketball is important. I think, I think if you look at this roster, he was involved in roster construction. When you look at what they, what they put together. So I thought the patchwork was as good as any team could have done. Exactly. I think they got a bunch of – I think he's – you know, when they struck out on Durant, and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong – Feel like he put his foot down, and he probably said, "Okay, now can we go for a youth movement?" Because Let's do it my way, yeah, yeah. This, you know, this this business of going after whales, and you know, as as much as we love Luau and Joe Johnson, and you just see, man, once the playoffs come around, some of these older guys, you know, the consistency falls off because they've been playing a hundred games. So I think I think he had a lot to do with with uh, the construction of the roster so far. Hi, Brian. Hit me. All right. So one more question. This comes from J underscore 83 underscore C. He says, if you could rebuild the Heat with any current player as your star, who would be the best fit? You want me to answer that? LeBron, dude. Okay, yeah. but how about someone that's uh, realistically the next coming free agents or, or maybe possibly as Talking a Like about like an up-and-comer? Yeah, up-and-comer. Maybe someone from like the last five or six draft classes. Giannis. Oh no, I disagree with you, man. Really, you're gonna Agatha, go Giannis? Agatha whatever his name is. I think people. I think his ceiling is immense, and I don't think he'll ever reach it. Him or Anthony Davis? Towns, man, Towns. Uh, I take my know. answer back. I go Towns over LeBron. You know the thing, Anthony Davis is sneaky, not a great defender. Well, I and I I saw very little of Towns this year because I wasn't watching. Uh, Timberwolves basketball <laughs> that, that wasn't gonna happen, so I'll just have to take your word for it. Towns is, huh? <laughs> I know you don't gamble because, like, uh, no, I don't know. So, it's Kings on the Tuesday. I'm gonna have to take your guys' word for town. He was on the he's on the T Wolves, right? Yeah, that's how much I know about your Carl Anthony Towns. So, yeah, I'll take your word for it, but I would, you know, somebody like Anthony Davis. But and then people we keep talking about it, and I believe that'll happen that there's going to be a trade uh, with the Heat this year. But who are they going to trade for? Hassan. No, who are they going to trade for? No, I, I don't see. Listen, situations in the NBA are fluid. So if a guy yeah. gets happy, there's tons of guys like Paul George. I mean, I just think. Listen, I have this. I have this feel, not a feeling, but I think the NBA is so top heavy, and I think that to beat the Warriors or, or a team like that, you're going to need some sort of super transcendent star that doesn't exist. No. You know what I mean? Who's the third best player in the, in the sport? James Harden? Like, yeah, I think, I think you're, no, you, it's not James Harden, but like Durant, Curry, LeBron, and then who, you know, like those are the guys, those are franchise changing guys. Like Blake Griffin has a good team and he's not beating them. You yeah, know, the guys like, who are going to turn around your franchise on two teams. You know, yeah, it's so like, it, it looks to me there's going to be like three, four years just drop for the NBA, and that, that this is the time to just keep you know, stockpiling the young guys. This and, is the best time for Golden State to be good. Like nobody's talked about that because like once once the big three Heat fell apart, right? Like it's the best time for them to be good. And Cleveland too, by the way, because who did Cleveland really have to beat in the playoffs? So they had to go through Biombo. Like that's they went through Biombo. Like that was their biggest test, and that went six games. Like it's not that the NBA is dry of talent because there's a lot of talent. There's just not a lot of transcendent players that you're going to tell your kids about. Like we're not going to tell our kids about Paul George and James Harden. You know what I mean? Or Paul Millsap. Like all really good players, 
but it's not like, you know, oh, son, daughter. Uh, you know, I remember watching Paul Millsap, you know. And you're you're stuck on Paul Millsap. He's so oh, good, okay. dude. He's you so good. That. I guess Gallinari, if you're... Until, until the playoffs. Gallinari's a good player, too. I guess oh, if you're to oh, heat... Free yeah. agent 2017. That's a guy that I'd like. Yeah. Versatile. Can play the four. Can play the three. Can shoot. Super athletic. Can do a lot of things. Good defender. That's a guy. What would if 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 Blake Griffin was a potentially available? Was he a fit? No, because playing next to Hassan, maybe because he's such a good passer that would help. But we see but like him. a front of Hassan, Blake, and Winslow would be. Let me now. Let me ask you something. They would exist in like a three foot circle, like look, and and look what they have in 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 Los Angeles in the Clippers. They have Chris Paul, Blake, and and DeAndre. Like Goran, Blake, and Hassan. Is it going to be? any palpably better than that if at all it kind of reminds me of what the dolphins did like how you know they put all their money in sue Tannehill, and wallace at one point and then you looked at the lions all their money was in stafford calvin and sue and the dolphins three weren't better than the lions three and the lions three weren't going anywhere i kind of were expecting better results yeah like i i feel like the heat going after blake griffin is trying to get Unless you're expecting Blake Griffin to get a hell of a lot better and Goron to like you know be on the best side of thirty, I just think that those options aren't real realistic. And that's the whole thing. I don't even feel like Blake Griffin's a game changer. No, I think he's a so, really good player, but he's not a fix your franchise kind of guy. And I mean, so I I'm almost Clippers, but I'm almost just consigned myself to just think like, okay, we just got like three years of just subpar basketball, but it'll be young, exciting teams that we'll grow with. And then hopefully, you know, in three years, you know, either through the draft, through a trade, something happens where, you know, we're back on top. You know, I could see us back, you know, back to, you know, top half of the East in another two years. But, I mean, contending for a title. Huh? about that man it's gonna take i think i think this free look, who's the top half of the east <laughs> i mean after the Cavs, Cleveland, uh toronto uh you have orlando with some talent you have detroit yeah, what, with some talent. so what do i you mean have do you have Indiana. to do a lot do you have to do a lot to pass those teams no they're not i mean no there's I, I none think, of, there's I no outside of the Cavs. there's nobody in the east that in indiana and toronto are good if you added blake griffin to the heat as currently composed, they become better than those teams. Probably. So that's, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't take a lot to leapfrog yeah. into the second or third spot in the East. I so guess. I, do, I, you, do you even want them to make the playoffs? Because, like, I guess the best way to get better is to start hitting. I always. Picks. No, I, no, always I, I know. I, and I'm not saying because we, we think the same on this. Never lose on purpose. But if there was ever a time to lose on purpose. This draft class would be it. Yeah, I mean, if they if they don't make the playoffs, you know, and we like the justice here. You you fight and claw for it, and if it doesn't happen, oh, all right, great, you get a draft pick. Michael Beasley but, last start last three games of the season. Yeah, oh, what well, he that played game was center. Amazing. The one in Orlando <laughs> missed it, but I was following it through Twitter. Is that a sore on thirty point game? Yes! <laughs> I was cheering my ass off, and I'm bothering everybody else on Twitter with it because they everyone wanted them to lose. What a time to be alive. <laughs> 